you can go far. Google AdWords on the spending side and even on the organic side, it's not brain surgery. It just takes some work to understand it and it's not that tough. And you can go a long way in generating new customers. What, what we know, so we're a SaaS company and so we know exactly how much it costs to acquire a customer and what the value of that customer is. Welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. I'm here with Matt Going. Matt is the CEO and co-founder of Anytime Mailbox. Welcome to My Company Story. Thanks for inviting me. So uh, Matt has a Anytime Mailbox. I'll let him tell, tell a little bit about it. But uh, he wrote down, Anytime Mailbox enables customers and businesses to view and manage their postal mail on mobile devices. So Matt, tell us a little bit more about what that means. So I, what, what I usually ask people is, have you, ever, have you ever had a P.O. box? Have you ever received mail somewhere where you're not physically located? Mm-hmm. And most people have had that situation or they get the concept. Mm-hmm. And so I was part of a business that had several of what I'll call a virtual address. So this is an address in another city from mm-hmm. where our business was physically located to to have a presence in that city. Okay. So that's for marketing purposes primarily. So your other business, you had a you had a physical address in St. Louis, Missouri, and you weren't in St. Louis, but you had a physical mailbox physical there. Physical address. It helps from a marketing perspective with Google okay. as an example. And you can you know, drum up business there, right? Because right. you have this address in that city. Right. And so in, in some of those instances, you have to set up a, a, a corporation right. in that city. And also, you uh, it's a mailing address. So you're getting mail at this physical address. And that physical address could be like a UPS store mm-hmm. or it could be a co-work operator like a, a Regis, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. So occasionally, you get mail. Mm-hmm. And that mail, you typically set up a, an automated forwarding uh, system. It's not a system. So this, once a week, send me the mail, okay. whatever is received. So and the it's guy in St. Louis, to. Regis, he puts the stuff in a box, sends it off to you in yeah, California. that's right. Okay. And so, like all of us, 95% of the mail that comes in junk. is junk mail or it's a credit card offer. And you're like, eh, man, right. I, gotta, I have to shred it. Right. But every now and then there's something important there. You're getting something from some uh, government, uh, you know, state, federal, or local government sure. that you need to react to. And, yep. and that's, you don't want to miss the things you, you can act on. You want to act quickly, typically. Okay. So I thought... There's got to be a better way to receive mail. Right. And so after talking to some folks within the industry, we realized that, well, we could we could build a software platform to give to these store owners right. and uh, mail center operators, we call them, okay. where they would scan the front of the envelope for their customers, mm-hmm. and then you'd receive uh, an alert if you received mail on an app. Mm-hmm. It says, hey, Don, you've got some mail. So every day, when or whenever I, whenever we get mail in St. Louis at a Regis over there, the yeah. guy over there will scan it and put it up online for you. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's right. As as an example. Okay. Right. Yes. And and so, so yes, that's exactly right. And you get an alert and says, oh, you've got some mail. And you could see, oh, it's a letter from the IRS mm-hmm. or a letter from Blue Cross Blue Shield. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, I want to, I, I want to, I want to know what that is. Yeah. And you can push a button and say, open and scan the contents for that for me. Oh. And then you receive a PDF with that documentation. Great. Or it's a another credit card offer from Capital One or Amex. And you're like, oh, you know, shred it. Yeah, shred it. Shred it. So yeah. it's a way for you to manage, view and manage your postal mail on your phone. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's great. That's a great idea. How long ago did you start this company? Started it six years ago. Six years ago. And tell me about the growth of the company. How has that gone the last six years? 
Well, the last couple of years have gone very well. Okay. The first few years, uh, not so well. Like a hockey stick, right? Yeah. We uh, so our first target were PO box stores, okay. like a like a UPS store. Yeah. So we, in a, you know, we're in LA right now, yes. and that's where I live. And so there was a trade show for the PO box association owners association. This was six years ago when you started. Six years ago at, yeah. at one of the hotels at LAX. Okay. So we went to VistaPrint and got our logo uh, golf shirts. <laughs> Good. And. Um, and and got a booth and yep. and just showed up there and, and put put some uh, brochures together, and I would say the first, you know, out of, out of the hundred or so stores that were there, ninety percent of them said this is a terrible idea. Oh really? This isn't going to work. It's ninety percent. Yeah, it's going to be too much work for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was discouraging. Sure. But there were, you know, ten stores that said, yeah, we're kind of bleeding edge, okay. uh, willing to take risks on new revenue streams. We'll give it a try. Good. And so that was enough for us to put the software out there to the store owners okay. and have them. The original model was they have on average 200 PO box uh, renters there. Mm-hmm. 10% of them must uh, travel a lot and want to know what's in their mail. Right. And so, yeah, if we get 10% penetration for 6,000 PO box store owners, we'll be rich. Right? And the PO box owner, I imagine can charge his customer a little more for this service. Yep. That's okay. right. And then you guys get paid, obviously, from part of that revenue also. That's exactly right. The model right. is a, a, a revenue share type model. Great. Good, good, good. So good. the problem was the store owners didn't sell anything. Yeah. They weren't sure how to sell it. They had kind of a desire to, but they, they, they didn't know how to sell it. So we that became an issue. We got up to about 35 stores using the platform. We just didn't have much revenue coming in. Mm. And so we were concerned about the business. And we contemplated, I mean... We've been, we've been at it for, at that point, over a year. Oh, boy. And, you know, your saving starts to dwindle. You start to get a little, you start to get a little nervous. I even got a side gig yeah. to start to make some money. I'm like, I don't know about this. But, but what we realized was, well, what if we generate customers on our own? Because we, oh, we have instead a, of relying on that postal on the stores, office, yep. what did you do it? Okay, so that was a big shift, wasn't it? Major pivot for us, to use an overused uh, term. Yeah. But but it was a big pivot for us. We had a background in online marketing, enough that we weren't intimidated by it. So we said, yeah, let's build a website, put these 35 locations on our website, mm. and let's spend 500 bucks as a budget on Google AdWords okay. to test if we can start generating customers okay. and at what cost. We're like, wow, okay, this is working. So let's spend $1,000 over the next two weeks. And that backed out. Let's spend five thousand dollars, and then all of a sudden the word starts getting out to the store owners. Hey, these guys are generating revenue, so we get up to a hundred locations on our website. You know, fast forward a few years, we now have six hundred locations. We've got a very big spend on AdWords, and also now we're growing Facebook, and we've generated you know tens of thousands of subscribers. We had to create a market. No one knows about <laughs> digital mail, so we had to create a market while building and growing the company at the same time, and. Which is challenging. So, so yeah, tell us, Matt, what's been one of the biggest challenges? Has it been then just market awareness of this This is a brand new service that's out here and available and we happen to do it? Or tell us about that. What, what has been your challenge? So two pieces. One is getting the locations to oh. be able to offer the service. So it's convincing um, a co-worker operator like a Regis or WeWork or just names that people know, mm-hmm. right? Or a, a UPS-like store mm-hmm. to say, hey, you're going to have to have this new operational process to generate revenue. Got it. So it's convincing them that it isn't too much work. Got it. And that was a that was a major hurdle to get through. And they'll get paid, but they'll get revenue for that work, wouldn't they? They will, but you know, 
they're making money now. Yeah. They don't have to ever do much. They just, they just sort the mail and put it in a right. mail slot or just forward it once a week. And, and now you're not a big to deal. scan this stuff? Come on, I don't want to do that. That's so right. Can, so it, getting over that hurdle is a big hurdle. Yeah, and we had to build out so that we asked the question, well, how many calls do you get a day mm-hmm. to check the mail? Oh, yeah, gosh, the phone's ringing off the hook. Mm. Okay, how much time does that take? Mm. All right, okay, I right. get it, yep. I get it. So we had to overcome being able to build out a national and really a global network. So we're in... 15 countries mm-hmm. as well. Wow, great. So m- almost all of us the U.S., but we're growing internationally. Fantastic. And so it's getting the operators to buy into, hey, this is a new service that can add value and generate more revenue. Yep. And then it's like, all right, okay, now we need to find the customers because no one even knows about this service. Yeah. So it's been mostly sort of what I call bottom of funnel marketing. It's someone typing into AdWords, I need a virtual address, uh, or I need an address in Boston and uh, I'm not physically there, or oh. I want a digital mailbox. Okay. And so we've... We've, I think we've done a good job. I know we've done a good job of, of, of capturing that market and selling to that market when someone wants to buy the service already. Okay. So now we're doing more more brand awareness or top of funnel work. What does that mean? That means on Facebook, because Facebook is just easier to test. Okay. It's much easier to test and, and relatively inexpensive to do small tests. I'm talking a few thousand dollars a month. Okay. And so we're just, we, we know we have enough customers and data that we can s- send that to Facebook of these profiles because they you know, we have to send, send them e- upload email addresses mm-hmm. we've been getting in the weeds a little too much right but no. but uploading email addresses and Facebook says oh hey we know all these people because if you don't think everyone knows everything about you already then wake up because because <laughs> it's over and my, my wife gets nervous about this stuff I'm like honey we're done right we're done. it's like we're not doing anything wrong anyway so we don't, who cares but yeah. it's everybody knows everything about everybody so right. it's too late but it helps with targeting right so we can get the ads we want i'd say as at home for, as an example which i'm okay with but for our business facebook would come back and say okay yeah these, these people would be interested in, you can start advertising to this segment because we know these oh. groups that are tied into this the the, the group you uploaded to me so these Oh, so, so these hundred people have this in common. We have a thousand people with the same things in common exactly over right. here. Thank you. Let's go send it to these thousand people. Yes. Thank okay. you for helping me. Got it. Okay. That. That's what you're so saying. So that's what we're doing. And so these other thousand people have never heard of a digital mailbox. Mm. But so we're we're now putting ads in front of them, in in typically video ads, which is new for us. Mm. But that's video ads are all the data shows that's the way to go. Works in these well. short, you know, ten. 20, 30 second ads mm-hmm. to talk about, oh, do you want an address for life? Wouldn't it be nice to have a mailbox address for life? Oh, there's a security. You know, you think about how often you give out your physical address. You know, I was at the doctor's just the other day and they said, okay, write your home address in there. Right. Why do they need to know my home address? You I mean, don't know where it's going to go. I don't know where it's going to go. And you may not be there next month or next year. Yeah. Especially oh. kids in their 20s getting out of college. I imagine that's a huge source of, uh, of uh, revenue for you guys. Well, we think it is. Okay. We're just testing it now. Oh, so none okay. of these college grads or future college grads even know about the service. Mm. So we're starting to create awareness around um, around this service offering mm-hmm. so we can open up, it really open up the market for us. If we can get this sort of consumer play, right. I think you know we can get a few million people on this platform. Oh, yeah, because like you yeah. said, it's a it's a mailbox for life. Like you have a, a yeah. email address for life. You have a physical mailbox You just don't worry about it. You life. move around because it's a pain. Mail is a pain. Yeah. And it's one of the last things, you know, who, if you're like my house, the ma- mail piles up for three or four days on yeah. the dining room table. Yeah. And then finally, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this. And yeah. you say, oh, I got four credit card offers. I have to shred that. Yeah. That's a pain. Yeah. Because I have to open it up yep. to get it through my shredder. <laughs> And then, uh, oh, there is something important there either for one of my kids or, I don't know, 
I got a love note from uh, yeah the franchise tax board or something, <laughs> right? Yeah, whatever it is. You I'm just thinking that that's like the last nail in my coffin. You know, I was running a printing company for my most my whole life. You know, making letters and envelopes, and that's the end of it, right there. Where you're saying, you know, I'm out and you're in, <laughs> like pass the baton over here. You know. Yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah. we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We have a lot of good traction. It's. It's very exciting. We are uh, seeing significant growth this year, and I think we're just at the, the beginning stages. And there's some larger players in the uh, in the industry of uh, PO boxes and co-work space that are are starting to say, "Oh yeah, we've got to offer this." And yeah, it's exciting. That's exciting. That's yeah, great. Really exciting. Matt, tell us a little bit about because I know you have your company organized very different than a traditional company. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about how you've organized your organization? Yeah, so we're a hundred percent distributed business, which I just learned that was the term a few months ago. So that means we have zero, we, we don't have a physical office anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so we have in the U.S., we have five staff, full-time staff members. Mm-hmm. And so I work uh, above my detached garage. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we have a, another staff member in, uh, in, in the Valley, mm-hmm. in L.A., mm-hmm. and then one in Boulder, Colorado, and one in Austin, Texas. And they work out of their homes or they'll work out of a co-work space, Great. out of a Starbucks, the, the guy who runs marketing for us is doing a marathon in Hawaii mm-hmm. and he's got another event in a month later. Yep. He's single and he said, eh, I might just stay there yeah. and work there Neat. because we're, we're completely online. We're on the zoom platform. Yep. So I'm on video calls. You know, we just send a quick Slack. So we, we really take advantage of technology. We send a quick Slack and say, Hey, you want to jump on a call and talk about this issue? Yeah, sure. Okay. Here's the link to the video call. And boom. Boom. We're right on there. So Matt, to some of the other business owners that might be listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. what are the pros and cons that you found out in that kind of a work organization? I, well, let me answer that in one sec. So the other piece is we then we have thirty people in Asia. Oh, okay. So all of our customer support is out of the Philippines. Okay. And we manage that directly. I put an ad three years ago in Craigslist Manila. Wow. Uh, customer support. Yep. And that's how I found our first person. Mm-hmm. And now we have thirty folks. That's both customer support and software development. Oh, wow. And and they are used to working uh, U.S. hours. Yep. We're in Zoom platform. It works. It works very well. The cost basis is extremely low. Yep. We offer a nice package for them. They're happy. They get to work from their house. They no longer have two-hour commutes to work. Wow. And yeah, it works. It's it's really uh yeah it's really nice. Once in a while, you hear a rooster in the background. Um, <laughs> and so we just say, hey, say that's your uh, <laughs> the, the ring on your uh, mobile phone <laughs> or something. But it, it's been a, a major uh, major home run from us f- for us. So I I personally. I think the work from home work uh, as, as what's called a digital nomad, I just don't see downside with it. I think the staff member has to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. So, but you can figure that if, I don't know, they're either going to be a problem or not, whether there's an office or not. Because uh-huh. you can find out pretty quickly if someone's available because we're online. We're IMing each other. We're making phone calls or we're on a Zoom platform. So if someone's sort of disappearing, you know anyway. Oh, so it doesn't matter if they're in the cubicle down the hall or whether they're in the Philippines. If they're available or not available, you know it whether they're physically there or not. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and so... Do you miss I, anything from that non... Because you've worked in, in offices Oh, yeah, before, I spent a lot where, of my career. Sure, we all have. Where you're down the hall, you walk in somebody, you run into them in the hallway, walking down from the car. Do you miss those kinds of things or the, the trade-off just isn't enough? I don't. I mean, there's some... Uh, I'm sure there are some hallway conversations that are really productive that you just spark something. Mm-hmm. But most of those conversations are not productive. Yeah. And so I, I think if 
if anything, it makes you uh, more productive. I do because I can, I can shoot out if I want. I don't do it as much as I should, but I can shoot out and say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour yep. or run an hour or, or I don't know, go down to my kids. I, so I try to stop every day by five mm -hmm. and I go down and I've got three young children mm -hmm. and I spend time with them and then I can just go back up you know, to my office afterwards and do, and do some work. So let's talk about that a little bit. Talk about your, how you balance your personal life to your work life, especially working at home where there isn't a defined commute to say, all right, now I'm at work and now I'm at home. Mm. How do you balance that? So my current schedule is I get up every day. My alarm goes off at 4.20. Okay. I get up out of bed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> at 8. No, just kidding. 4.20. I get up, yeah. At 8. <laughs> 4.20 is, yeah, it, it's a little rough. But I, I, I set up for 4.20. I usually get up about 4.30, quarter of 5. Wow. And then I try to work out. Mm -hmm. So my, my routine is I go downstairs. I make a cup of coffee. I do, there's some stuff I do around... Uh, some reading, mm -hmm. you know, motivational, spiritual stuff. Good. Maybe read that for five or ten minutes, as opposed to like social media. Right. Although sometimes I can get wrapped up into that, but I try to do that. Just just something brief, five okay. or ten minutes. ROI is enormous for me. Okay. Good. And then go work out, and either I swim or, you know, I'm a middle-aged guy, so it's just about keeping my joints to, <laughs> joints from breaking down for the I most hear, part. Yeah. 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 Um, the new I say the new personal trainer is a physical therapist. <laughs> um, Good point. Yeah, actually, I highly recommend that. And then, uh, and so I'm back to the house by seven. So I go somewhere to work out, get back to the house by seven, breakfast with the kids, drive kids to school, do those types of things and, mm -hmm. and try to start, you know, in my office by 8.30 or 9. And you have young kids at home. I do. And you and your wife are sharing those responsibilities of of uh, taking care of school and breakfast. Yeah, and stuff. I mean, it's, it's a lot her, but I, I want to, you know, part, I grew up with uh, my dad just working all the time mm -hmm. and that's sort of like, yeah, leave early and come back late and, right. and so I'm I'm very conscious about wanting to be around my kids and spending time with them so good, good. Uh, so yeah so breakfast and dinner yeah and I end at five and we try to have dinner together uh, at five great every night so you're at home then working away now do you, do you does your wife work or she, she doesn't no she, so, so she stay at home so is is that a good thing or a bad thing that you're both at home then all day long it's good I mean once in a while she, well I'm trying to think of the last time she barged into my office <laughs> It's been months. She gets it. She's, you know, I just said, just send me a text. Yep. Hey, yep. you know, can, can you talk? And yep. I say, is it urgent? Yep. And, and I'll, I'm happy to talk with her if I'm not on a call or in the middle of something. So, no, I find it's just some discipline. It, it works out just fine. I do miss a commute, a short commute, because mm. that's, I don't have any transition time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, having a 15 minute or even a 30 minute commute I'd be like heaven, right? Because yeah. no one can bug me. Um, I can listen to whatever I want. Yep. I can call whomever I want. So I do miss that part. But the the benefits far outweigh the the costs of, of the hard costs and soft costs of not having an office. And I, yeah, it's been great. And, and as as now we're making money and growing, I don't, I don't know if we'll have an office. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just don't. It, it's interesting. I found the same thing because, as you know, I, I had a commute, and and the commute I almost liked the commute because I could I could think about work before I got there, and then I'm in work mode, and then I can unwind from yeah. work and listen to my book and be uninterrupted on the half yes. hour, forty five minutes coming home. And now I don't have that either, and it's it's an adjustment. I mean, my wife likes to kid me, says I married you for better or worse, but not for lunch. And it's like, oh, now you're here for lunch all the time. You know what's going on? Yes. But it's a discipline, yeah, you know. Yeah. And the the pros outweigh the cons by far, big time. And and, and I found that. Going to a gym in the morning is helpful because it is. Mm. Uh, years ago, I worked from home. The first time I did, and I often found myself like eleven, you know, in my PJs. <laughs> right. And it, you just kind of something about that energy. Just it doesn't feel good. You yes. get up, it's like, what is this? I'm like, what's happened to me? <laughs> yeah. So I learned get out of the house, get some exercise in, 
and shower there, you know, put on, I don't know, put on a nice shirt. shirt. Yeah. yeah, something. Get out. Yeah. yeah. Get out of your slippers. Excellent. And then and, and go work. And That's it's, great. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Good advice. Matt, what are some other you've got great advice as far as a virtual office goes, great advice about discipline and balancing family life. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other advice that you might give business owners? And especially you and I were talking about starting a company at a in middle age or you're not that old, obviously, but mm. I mean, how I mean, I mean, as opposed to these kids starting these startups and you're in a very high tech industry. Can you talk a little bit about about what that experience has been like? Yeah. So. Scary, mm. you know, a little scary about am I going to be able to uh, make enough money to support my family and, and cover retirement and all those things. It ties into another thing that I think I see with small business owners that are, that are, not, that are doing effectively is advertising, testing online, digital advertising, mm. digital marketing. Right. It's, so we came up with this concept. I do have a business partner. I should mention that who's a software guy. Mm-hmm. So that helps, right? Mm-hmm. You have to give up half the company. Right. I've known him for a long time, but... He knows that end of the game. He knows that end of the game. He can write code. Mm-hmm. So you don't have this huge expense. Mm-hmm. So partnering up with someone who sort of will buy into your idea that can help you build a product or just test a product. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we wanted to do. We just said, let's just test this. And we for very short money, I think we launched the business, I don't know, sub $20,000, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, really less than that. I mean, in the first two years, we probably put in about... Thirty grand. So not a huge capital expense. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And and then testing the advertising. You can get. You can go far. Google AdWords on the spending side and even on the organic side. It's not brain surgery. It just takes some work to understand it, and it's not that tough. Mm-hmm. And you can go a long way in generating new customers. What what we know. So we're a SaaS company, and so we know exactly how much it costs to acquire a customer and what the value of that customer is. And we can see that up to the second and just refresh a screen. So with short dollars, so we start off at $500. We're like, okay, yeah, we're making some pretty good margin here. Let's see if we can keep it up at $1,000. Let's see if we can keep it up at $5,000. And then it becomes a cash flow issue. And so that's holding up and, and that's why we want to go into this consumer play and to try to really blow it up. But I would say, don't be afraid of the online marketing piece mm. and social media. And as we're testing on Facebook, we weren't doing Facebook before, mm-hmm. but now we're testing and we see a direct correlation with just a small spend on Facebook is really paying off and generating customers on AdWords. So there's a lot of free tools to do that. You don't need a big budget from an advertising perspective. Right. And it's kind of fun and, and it's just not that hard to learn. You can go far yourself. I would also say there's a lot of folks out there that say they're good at this yeah, and they're just try to do it on your own. Yeah, you know? learn and go on your yeah, own. Yeah, carve it a couple of hours a week mm-hmm. to, to get up to speed. That's great. Yeah, really that's recommend great. that part. That's that that's very uh, inspiring, uh, Matt. That's great. Um, before we conclude, any other bits of advice you'd want to pass along to business owners that might be listening? It's. I'm just glad I stuck it out. Yeah. You know, and, that, and I've heard that over and over again. I do that too, and on these other podcasts I do, everyone yeah. says, just hang in there. Yeah, it's scary. You wake up in the middle of the night and things are going the way you think they're going or they're, they're supposed to go. We had to make that really big pivot at mm-hmm. one point. Mm-hmm. Even now, sometimes I'm like, oh, is this whole thing going to, is this really going to work out? Yeah. Even though we've turned up tens of thousands of subscribers. And it's just, yeah, there's an overused uh, quote from Steve Jobs. You know, Apple is a 10-year overnight success. We're we're six years in and we're just starting to get some traction. And I'm just glad, I'm, I'm glad I... I'm glad I stuck it out. That's and, great. And, uh, remind me yeah. to keep sticking it out. I'm like, I don't know. You know <laughs> as business that. owners, we always uh, we always can get a little worried about how things are going. Yep, very yeah. true. That's great. Well, Matt, it's been a great story. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? You know, it, they can shoot me an email 
M-A-T-T, Matt, at anytimemailbox.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn. Okay. And you can find me at either one of those ways. Excellent. Matt, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for inviting me, Don. All right. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to My Company Story. We have new episodes coming out every week, so please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to mycompanystory.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at don at Thanks for listening.